You are listening to the EBC Business Show, where we help entrepreneurs make their dreams a reality. Here are your hosts, Carrie, Elise, and MJ. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the host and guests. The information provided in this podcast is for general informational purposes only and should not be considered as professional advice. And welcome to the ABC Business Show podcast. We are excited for you to be with us today. If you are joining us live on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube, welcome. And if you're catching the uh, recorded episode on Spotify and Apple, thank you for listening in. So my name is Kerry. I am here with our other hosts, MJ and Elise. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Today we're talking about the B word. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our title today is Budget Nightmares Made Simple. So I love that Elise redeemed herself in the second half of her title and she made it sound not quite so bad. So let's jump in with our quote for the day, Elise. Quote for the day is a budget is not a collection of numbers, but an expression of our values and aspirations. And that's by Jack Lou, U.S. Ambassador of Israel. What a oh. completely different way to look at a budget. I like that. I love that. That completely changed my mindset about the whole podcast. Not that I didn't think, <laughs> you know, positively, but budgets are important and all that. Not my wheelhouse. Uh, but yeah, that just totally makes you realize, wow, if you have a great budget, guess what? You have a great profit. And if you, as long as you stick to that budget, that is. So go. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about this piece. Right. Well, who uses budgets? Let's kind of look at the scope in the first place. Almost any activity. Um, here's a few you can think about. A fundraising golf tournament, mm. um, theater production, and of course, businesses. They all use budgets. Why? And the why is exactly what MJ said, is that you don't want to be upside down. Yeah. Can you think of a few more? Nothing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen I, golf tournaments z- net out to zero. And I go, oh, well, chalk it up to marketing. The <laughs> <laughs> <a> fundraiser. <laughs> Anything else you can think of? Yeah. You know, the first thing that comes to mind for me is weddings, even though it's not business. You know, mm-hmm. when you have a budget for a wedding, it's so easy to go over that budget and get out of control. And then you have this young couple starting their lives together in debt. You know, that's that's one thing you really got to have a strong budget and stick to it. Um, you know, the other one that Elise and I were talking about before the podcast is artists. You know, I never thought about that. Artists create these beautiful, beautiful things. But if they're commissioned to do a job, they've got to make a profit on it. And their time is money and their supplies. So it really applies to everybody. It totally does. Absolutely. Okay, so we know the importance of the numbers for a budget. But why is it important to the business owner? Well, I came up with five different things, which, you know, should make sense to business owners, but it's a management tool for finances. As a business owner, you want to make sure your your finances are managed. They're not managing you. You're managing them. Secondly, it assists in setting goals and planning. Those I combined together that could be separate types of things, but it makes sense that they would kind of go hand in hand. The third one is it helps in controlling expenses. So number two, which is setting goals and planning, 
can stay on target. And then four, emergency preparedness for the unexpected. And five, decision-making so number two stays on target, which is your goals and your planning. So the most important thing, it does help you mastermind all of those areas of your business. So I love how you tied all of those back together and like interlinked them and just kind of made all of them rely on each other. I like that. Yes, very good. So how would you make it simple? Well, Carrie, uh, she says, you know, get your pen and paper ready to take notes. (laughs) I'm going to say it this time. This might be a little confusing, but not really if you work with your budget. And like Carrie says, you pay attention to your numbers every month. This should help you. So you can write down three things across the top of your page. Title, percentage, or you can just use a symbol, and assignment. And I'm just using words that should make sense to everyone, not, not words that I use on a regular basis. So in the first line put revenue. I don't care if you have one to three lines of revenue. It doesn't matter. You can put all three, but tally them up to one line and put under the percentage section, 100. And under the assignment section, 100. You don't have to use symbols, just use the numbers. On the next several lines, I want you to put rent slash mortgage under the percentage sign, five to 10. And then under the assignment, assignment is kind of our example. We're just going to use five. And then the next line would be payroll. And under percentage is 25 to 35. Assignment 30. The next line, inventory or parts. Percentage, 40 to 60. Assignment, 40. The next line, overhead. Under percentage, you're going to put 12 to 15. And under assignment, you're going to put 10. The last line is profit. I go, what? Wait a minute. (laughs) Profit, (laughs) yes. Under the percentage, 10 to 15%. You can be as aggressive as you want to there. And then under assignment, we're going to use 15. And what do you want to see under the assignment is your top line at revenue is 100 And then you're going to minus out each one of those percentages. So the net comes to zero. So 100 minus 5, 30, 40, 10, 15 is zero. It means you've allocated your revenue, what is coming in, to every section of the business that is critical. Now you can think, oh, but, you know, the bookkeeping department showed me stuff that had a gazillion different lines on it. I go, you're right. So no matter how many lines the budget has, group them this way for an easy, simple, and quick analysis of the big picture. The other thing you can do, somebody said something. Sorry, I'm just going on and on and on. I did. I did. No, that's so, that's, I've never seen it explained that way. And that makes total sense. That is a perfect way to make it simple. So well done, Elise. I love that example. You're welcome. And uh, the fourth thing I want everyone to understand about this section is that the percentage column is what we call standard. Okay. 
there are standards that have been evaluated by companies, the government and everything else. But the standard percentage for a certain industry or certain type of business does exist. So Google your industry for its standards. And that's what you put into that column. And if you deviate from that area, from those percentages, then you've got to change something else. So, right, if you're if you've got a mortgage that is going to take a bigger percentage, wow, you've got to really cut down on the rest of it. If you've got inventory that's going to cost you a whole lot more than the percentage you have, you've got to move and change something else. But this just kind of gives you a guide. You have you can have your people put this together in this, you know, into these categories for you. And then you can take a good look at the numbers and see how it's affecting you budget wise. So that's awesome. I, have to, I have to share that there was a business that I owned that I was introduced to these standards. And um, it was when I owned a real estate office. And it blew my mind because, you know, you are typically just kind of running on your own treadmill with your business and, and have your blinders up. But then to be able to compare your business to another business that's similar and see where you're out of line, it's life changing. It brought me so much clarity. So that's great. I didn't know that uh, that you could find these industry standards out there. So that's fantastic. That'll be a big help with some of my clients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. Awesome. Okay. So when you start talking budgets, like what are the typical questions or concerns that people throw at you when you start saying we need to do a budget? Number one, how much time should I spend on this budget thing? And so I'm going to tell you that initially you're going to spend whatever it takes. I have a client that we were auditing, it was big orange groves um, here in Florida. And I finally had put some numbers together and the owner came in to see how it, how it was and say, what do you think about, you know, we've adjusted everything. We've done this, we've done that. And he literally stood behind me and said nothing for a good couple of minutes. I was like shaking in my boots. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and he says, you know, that looks about right. And I went, really? And I thought the curiosity got the best of me. And I said, can I ask you a question? Sure. How do you know that that looks Ooh. about right? Yeah. And I thought, and of course, he was elderly. The kids were running the business. He was still the owner. And he says, I know my numbers. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, I, there I you go, Carrie. <laughs> Years and years of experience. Yep. That's totally. Great. Yes. So the next one, next question I get is when does the process get easier? And mm. that's a little bit hard. And I, it is kind of like, I feel like a teacher, you know, the math teacher or whatever, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And I, I can't think of any other answer other than that's true. Because but I think, it, you know, what happens, you know, you just get to know your numbers more and you just start, you know, getting a feel for it. And then remembering because you're so much more in tune with your numbers, then you're kind of like, you know what? I remember last year I budgeted this and we were way over because of this, this and this. And so you just start learning year on year 
And all of a sudden it's like, okay, this just becomes more natural now because I just feel like I know exactly what's going on. Exactly. And it's just like my orange grove story. It's the same thing. It's something that you are familiar with your numbers. You can walk around the plant and you can estimate how much income you've got coming in. And, um, you know, they're key questions that help you solve that. So the third question, I'm, I'm not going to drag it out too much longer. What is the end game? The end game is confirming your cash and profit is not a daily activity. Carrie's mentioned this a couple of times, but we're going to kind of, I'm going to take it a step further. So if you are constantly looking at your bank account every day, Carrie says that all the time, it's not a good thing. If you're constantly worrying about your profit, then you haven't done the work. You haven't done your budget. You haven't done this and you don't have your simple way of of analyzing what is going on. And so what you do on a daily basis is focus on production. Focus on production because you know your numbers and your budget's in place and all of that is together. And so your time is spent on the more productive areas of your business rather than worrying about, you know, do I have enough cash to make it to tomorrow? Do, you know, where's the profit? It doesn't mean you don't know what those numbers are, but you're not concerned about them. The end game is being able to run your business. It's not running you. And you know exactly where you stand without going and grabbing a piece of paper or looking in the bank. And it makes actually running your business more fun. So that's the, (laughs) that's the key, key thing there. Great. Lots of great information. So hopefully uh, you know, that made it, but it's not quite sound so daunting and overwhelming and that just by breaking it down and and not overcomplicating, I think that's definitely something that when people think about budgets, at least they think they have to be a mile long. And there's, you know, there's like every single detail and item. And it's like, no, it's like it's the grouping um, that helps people to really understand it. And I love that you just had those few line items rather than breaking out every single expense and people trying to like just go over the top with it. And then because when something's so complicated like that, you don't want to follow it. You don't want to look at it. You create it. And then you'll get to the point like, I didn't look at the budget again the rest of the year. I just, it just, you know, stressed me out so much looking at it, but you're creating it that I didn't want to look at it again. So, um, so that was really great breakdown. So, so what is your tip for the week for our listeners? Always group your budget into the important category groups. That way you are masterminding what's going on. You're looking at the big picture, not the day-to-day operations and turning your business from a drudgery into a fun event every day. Absolutely. Good tip. Okay. So hopefully that is something that if you weren't doing a budget beforehand, now that Elise has broken it down a little bit, it sounds a little bit more possible that you can attack that by yourself. And if not, then always reach out to us at the ABC Business Show. Okay, well, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget, you can go check out our previous episodes on Spotify and Apple. Uh, Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. And if you haven't left us a review already, if you're listening to our podcast, we would love if you would give us a five-star review. That way it can help us to get our message out to more business owners and help more entrepreneurs make their dreams a reality. So thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Bye.